Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, uh, we're standing at the moment because we want to give this guy an ovation. So he's had the best swimming meet of his career. First, he uh, makes the semifinal in the 100. Then he runs sixth in the 200. He's pet event. Then he gets a swim in the medley relay. Uh, and he's alongside guys like Kyle Chalmers, Zach Stubbledy Cook, and he picks up a bronze medal in the medley relay for Australia. It's the first time they've won a medal in that event since 2015. Let's hear the applause nice and loud on this Saturday morning for the great Brad Woodward. Good morning, mate. Good morning. <laughs> don't know if you could hear that, the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> mate, uh, welcome home. And how have you analysed? And you told me yesterday for NBN Television... It's an incredible performance when you consider a week out you came down with COVID. Yeah, it was um, a bit of a shock. Yeah, about uh, I think the Sunday beforehand, so about eight days from um, my first event, um, found out I had COVID. So uh, threw a little bit of a spanner in the works. But um, all things considered, you know, I was kind of we were tapering anyway. So you know, I was able to do a couple of k's a day, nice and easy. And um, by the time it came to my racing. Um, yeah, I felt all right, and, you know, the week went pretty well. Got a few PBs in the 100 back, and um, at the final in the 200 backstroke, obviously, I think we talked about I would have liked to be a little bit quicker, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, the, the goal was to go there and make the final and um, swim my best, so I did that, so I can't be too disappointed. Yeah, and for the first time in the World Championships, you actually make it out of a heat into the next round, and I think I sent you a message after the 100 and I said, this looks good, mate. And I'm always reluctant to message a friend when they're in competition. But I thought you might enjoy getting a message from back home. And I just said, I think your speed looks good for the 200. Yeah, definitely. That's always a big thing. Um, I love having the 100 first. And, um, you know, it always gives you a bit of a yardstick to see where you're at. And, you know, if you're swimming well, you're on your PBs, you know, that's um, you, you're in good stead for the 200. So... Certainly after the 100, um, you know, I got out of the heat, got into the semis. And, you know, for me, it was just an important thing to get a night swim and get some experience in that aspect before the 200. So um, I was really happy with that. I wasn't really expecting to get in the final of the, two, um, of the 100. So, um, you know, I was happy just to get that swim. And then, yeah, obviously that set me up quite well for the 200. Uh, okay, Brad, Gary Birkinshaw here. Mate, making the final, what did you learn from it? For making a final of a major meet? Um, I think one of them is just probably, um, you know, expect the unexpected. I think there was um, a few people in there that kind of, I think the guy who won it, I didn't expect him to go anywhere near as quick as what he did. And, um, you know, I was next to Ryan Murphy, who's an Olympic gold medalist, world champion. Um, so, you know, I, he kind of swam off. So I think it's just, you know, not expecting to know what people are going to do. Just, um, you know, you got to swim your own race, do your own thing. And, um, you know, that's the way, only way you can really handle it. I really love sports psychology and a good friend of ours who was the manager of the Australian Surf Life Saving Team, Gary Mensforth, he told me through the week, he said, for the first time, I think Woody feels like he belongs at that level. Can you give us your thoughts? Yeah, certainly. I think that's a big thing. Um, you know, it's, it's all well and good to be doing, you know, good times and everything. But I think 
just knowing that you belong in those finals and know you belong in those, even the relays in the last night, um, you know, is completely different. Um, I think, you know, I've swam good times in the past, but it's still hard to see you get self in there racing with those guys. Um, and, you know, when you're in that position, it's really hard to, you know, be able to keep up with them. But I think now that, you know, I know that I can swim with those guys, I can swim those finals, you know, I can be put in a pressure situation in the in the relays and, you know, come up with a good performance. Um, it just puts me in a good stead for the next year because, you know, when you come up against those guys, um, you're not worrying about how you're going to go. You just know, like, you can put your best foot forward and, you know, have the best shot at beating them. I can't wait to talk about the relay, but I just want to focus a little more on the 200. So you have three really big swims, and that's more than what you get when you're back home. So you've got the heat, you've got the semi, they're high pressure. Sometimes the semi is harder than the final, and then you're maybe just over a half a second off being on the podium in that pet event. What do you feel like you did wrong in that race that didn't push you a half a second faster? Um, yeah, I think it was a few things. I think um, when we look back at the analysis later, um, my skills from the semi-final performance um, were just slightly off. Um, not huge amounts, but it's just enough, you know, to go a little bit slower. And, um, you know, I think just overall, um, you know, in the semi-final, you just, you're really trying to make that final and there's a lot of pressure on... Um, the first semi-final came out and swam really quick. And then, um, you know, the guys in my semi-final, we had a fair bit of pressure on to, you know, come out and swim just as well and get ourselves in that final. So I think just coming down off that the next day, um, you know, in the future, I just probably need to learn to come off that a bit better and, um, you know, be able to wind down a bit quicker and, um, you know, be able to prepare myself a bit earlier for that final. Because I just think, um, you know, overall, um, having those three big swims, um, you know, by the time you get to the final, you're a bit, you're a bit tired and, yeah, you've had a few kind of big pressure situations. So, yeah, I think in the future it's just about, um, you know, taking each race as it comes and just being prepared for the next one. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned it was an upset with the winner uh, who was Kosh. You get a swim in the medley relay and take us inside the four walls with the Australian team because a lot of athletes will relate to this. You actually felt like you might have been the weak leg. So give us your mindset before that final. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I think just looking at the how the relays made up, um, you know, obviously Kyle just won the world championship in the 100 freestyle, Matt Temple, and got fourth in the 100-meter butterfly. So, you know, there was certainly a weak leg there. And, um, you know, it was kind of mine. I think I got 13th or 14th in the in the 100 backstroke. So, you know, I was always going to be the one that had a bit of ground to make up on the um, other backstrokers. So, I knew coming in there, if we had any chance at um, winning a medal, um, which, you know, Italy was actually the favourites. They got ninth and missed the final. Um, so, you know, coming into the final, we knew we had a chance, but I knew that I probably had to get up and do a PB. So um, there's certainly a little bit of pressure on, but, um, you know, I didn't want to be the, the anchor bring down that team. So, you know, I just made sure I put my best foot forward and got the team off to a good start. And, um, you know, to go a point three PB, I thought that has been in there for a little while now. So to do that kind of right at that spot in that situation um, was something I was quite proud of. Yeah, Gaz, I know you've got the next question, but that's what I love about sport. So you're thrown into a team, probably your biggest swim that you've ever had in your career. You've made the medley relay team with Kyle Chalmers and you punch out a PB. And you're just a body length off a legend of the sport in Ryan Murphy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, sorry. You go, you go, you go, oh, I was just going to say, 
Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, being next to Murphy, that's always a big thing. And um, I was probably a little bit put off in the first 50. He turned a fair bit in front of me. Um, but, you know, just to be there with those guys, it was really exciting. Just the last one, Brad. What's, what was it like being part of the... The, the whole team, you know, what a, what a fantastic world championships that you had. You led the gold medal. What what was the feeling of it being a part of that team and, and leading towards the Paris Olympic Games? Um, it was pretty cool. Um, the team in the past few years has had a lot of success. And uh, coming into this, we've only ever beat USA on the uh, gold medal count once, and that was in Fukuoka, the same place, um, I think 22 years ago. Um, so even at the staging camp, there was all photos up of the um, gold medal winners um, from the 2001 World Championships. Um, so I think coming into it, there was a bit of a vibe of, you know, this, this could happen again. You know, our team's going really, really well and we're a really close-knit team. So um, I think there was certainly in the back of our heads. But, um, you know, after night one, I think we won both the 400 freestyles, men and women's, and then backed that up with wins in both the four-by-one. So... Um, I think the whole week, the whole team was just on a high kind of thing. No one ever really came down from it. Everyone kept getting up and performing. So um, to be on that team and be the first team in 22 years to beat USA on the gold medal count um, was super exciting. And, you know, I'm so happy that I could be a part of it. Yeah, and you told me yesterday that the swim by these four guys, and let's not forget Matt Temple, he's probably got the best mullet in Australian swimming at the moment, maybe world swimming. But these guys have qualified that relay team for the Paris Olympics already. So like Woody said, it doesn't guarantee that he's in that team, but they've got a slot. They don't have to go to the World Championships next year in Doha. Woody, I've got a question for you about our superstar women. So I almost couldn't split them between Molly O, Ariane Titmus, and the phenomenal Kaylee McEwen. Was there a swim at the meet that just blew you away? Um, I think all three of them were crazy. I think Ariane probably um, after trials. I don't know if anyone expected her to swim as quick as what she did, and that was pretty crazy. Molly's obviously up and coming, and to break that world record in the 200 free was, um, you know, phenomenal. But probably for me, I got a bit of a soft spot for Kaylee just as far as um, being a backstroker, and I've seen her train a few times, you know, when we go to national event camps. And um, she's an awesome athlete, and I think... Um, she had another girl there from the USA, Regan Smith, who was pushing her in the 50, the 100, the 200. And, um, you know, those kind of clutch races were the ones where, you know, we were trying to win the gold medal count. And, you know, Kaylee winning those races meant that USA missed out on the gold and we got an extra one. So I think the fact that Kaylee got to do the treble um, was absolutely awesome. And for me, that was probably the standout because that was almost that difference between us winning the gold medal count and USA winning the gold medal count. So you're now trained with Adam Cable in Sydney at Sydney Olympic Park and you told me yesterday you've been together now, can you believe, for eight years. But who is it from the Central Coast that's pivotal, that deserves a shout-out this morning? Oh, from my coaches, um, I think there's certainly a few. I think I had Peter Baldwin um, you know, growing up in the junior ranks and then obviously Kim Taylor um, for five or six years until I was about 18 and moved over. So I think... You know, those two set a really good foundation for me and, you know, all the coaches, everyone at Mingara when I was growing up and, you know, as well as Shelley Beach Surf Club, I think they're all the coaches I had there from a young age and, you know, the people around that environment. Um, you know, everyone was always so supportive. There was never a, you know, oh, you can't do this or, you know, it's, you know, your dreams are too big kind of thing. They were always just, you know, whatever you want, you go for it and, you know, they've always been so supportive and encouraging. So, um, you know, it's just awesome to come from that environment and, you know, a community that's just so strong and so supportive. Yeah, and you told me yesterday, uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts on the Danica Clark Foundation because this time next week we have the 
gala celebration at Mingara, and you said you're still following a lot of the athletes. You might find it hard to pronounce one of the athletes' surnames, <laughs> uh, a particular high jumper, but uh, you've loved being a part of that foundation. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, we were talking about that yesterday. Um, you know, everyone in that foundation, I love following, um, you know, how they're going. And obviously there's been some absolutely amazing results come out of that, um, you know, with Nicola winning an Olympic silver medal. You know, that, that's absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, just the support that we get from the Danica Clark Foundation is, is so cool. And I think it comes back, you know, everyone that you ever talk to that's been in it, it's not about, you know, the financial aspect of it. It's, it's the support from the family and, you know, being part of that community. Um, is, is so good and, and when you're you know, competing on the world stage, you know everyone in that group has your back. So, I mean, I'm so glad that I was able to be a part of that and, you know, um, being able to support it going forward. Yeah, well, I think I saw you for the first time in a representative water polo team with my son, Corey, and I've just loved watching what you've achieved. And now to be on the world stage and come home with a medal is just incredible, mate. And i got a feeling the best is yet to come. So congratulations on behalf of all of us. We're rising again. Gary Birkinshaw, Valentine Holmes and myself giving Brad Woodward a standing O on this Saturday morning. Well done, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.